It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. And happy hump day to you. Happy hump day, everybody. What a crazy day this is. First off, there's a throne speech today. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a minute, Hey, huh? Trudeau. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> I don't even know if this is a term, but I'm going to make it one. He prorogued and dipped. He, uh... <laughs> He walked in, dissolved Parliament, and said, Peace out, bitches. I'll see you in a month. And I don't know where he's been or where he goes when he's not doing world leader kind of things, but he's going to pop back out today with the Governor General, and the Governor General is going to lay out the government's agenda for the upcoming session of the legislature. Oh, but wait, there's more. In an unprecedented move, normally the GG gets the last word. The The throne speech is all about the governor general laying out the speech and the itinerary that the government has supplied her. Governor general is the star of the throne speech day. But nuh-uh-uh. Today, Justin has requested time from the broadcast networks to address the nation at 630. That sounds very, very official, doesn't it? So if in the throne speech they are planning to talk about COVID and the plans and stuff like that, apparently that's part of it, would he then make a separate speech about COVID, you wonder? Well, here's what I think, and I have nothing to back this up on, but the liberals, that's Justin's party, have quietly been appointing candidates in various ridings in the last couple of weeks. I know they did uh they appointed a candidate in York just last week. And then Bill Morneau's old riding, they appointed that girl from the social. And right. now the Governor General is going to give a speech to the nation after the throne speech. I think, here's my theory. I think we're having an election. It's it's really just a gut feeling. And and here's why I think that. I think the governor general is in a lot of shit right now because of the uh, HR practices and questions about how she runs her ship. The prime minister obviously wants to get rid of this we scandal. And he did a pretty good job when he prorogued parliament. There's not a lot of people talking about the we scandal anymore. It kind of went away for him. His numbers have stabilized. He doesn't like this minority government shit where he has to negotiate with Aaron O'Toole and Jugmeet Singh. He wants to be able to do what he wants to do. And given coronavirus and the second wave that we're kind of seeing, he has every right to go to the governor general and say, this is my agenda. I am not sure that I can get this achieved in the current minority parliament system. So I need you to dissolve parliament. Let's let the electorate decide on this throne speech. He was counting on being brought down. A lot of people figured there's no way that the NDP and the conservatives or the bloc would support the throne speech. I think he kind of prorogued parliament, hoping there would be an election. But now Jugmeet Singh has said, yeah, as long as you uh, do some stuff to help people out, we'll support it. And keep in mind, the NDP federally is broke. They don't have any money to fight an election. So Jugmeet Singh doesn't want to bring down the government over this throne speech. So I'm thinking since the NDP is not going to bring down the government... It's highly possible Trudeau may just say to the governor general, dissolve parliament. We need to have an election. We need to let the Canadian people decide what the best way forward is. And then he'll make it all about the brand new. Like the guy hasn't even been in in, in, um, 
uh, opposition for a month yet. It'll be all about Aaron O'Toole versus Justin Trudeau. <laughs> yeah. And I think Trudeau wants that matchup before people really get to know Aaron O'Toole and his history. I Maybe. mean, we're talking about a, a military vet who is totally willing to march in pride parades, who it's a different kind of conservative leader. And before people realize that sort of thing, I think Trudeau wants to go to the polls now because it'll be easier now than it will a year from now. Yeah. So I, you know what? Does it? Okay. So let's say an election is called. And I know there's a lot of what ifs. Tomorrow we'll have a lot more to talk about, by the way. So hopefully you yep. guys can can check out the podcast because we'll dive into whatever it is that ends up being the announcement of sorts. But if it is election, does that mean November? Okay, so typically an election campaign, well, I mean, we do have fixed election dates in this country, but there's nothing that prevents <clears throat> a prime minister from at least asking the governor general to dissolve parliament. So She doesn't have to grant that request, but he can ask. And there's no reason to think she wouldn't grant that request, given everything that's gone on and going on. So I would think the campaign, which is typically supposed to be in the third week of October, would probably end up being the week leading up to Halloween or the Monday, Tuesday after Halloween, November 2nd or 3rd, I believe, are those two dates. Listen, this is just speculation, but in my head, that makes a lot of sense. Trudeau could call an election after tonight. Now, using the governor general to lay out his agenda before he calls the election, that's kind of dirty pool. That's, uh, you know, you get a lot of eyes on you during a throne speech and to have the governor general herself almost play a partisan role. eh, That's not really a good look for the prime minister. It's kind of shady. However, he might just do it. He might. Justin could dissolve parliament or ask to have it dissolved and call an election tonight. It could also be that he's going to tell us to smarten up because the second wave is here. It seems like it's here. Quebec and B.C. have now called it a second wave. And in Ontario, we had the most new cases yesterday in a single day since May the 8th (sighs) when we were right back in the soup, back in the thick of things. I mean, we can't. It just it's COVID. 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 It doesn't go away. We know this. But I mean, it's it's like a second wave all over again. I don't know about you, but I had moments this morning and I could pinpoint the day that I realized here we go with wave one. I can pinpoint it. I remember it because I went to Costco that day. It was insane. Um, I remember people like throwing elbows to try to get toilet paper. I remember you and I talking about, are we going to be able to do the show together for the time being? I remember the day. It was a Thursday, whatever day it was. It was right after the NBA shut down, right? Correct. I think it was right after they shut down those games. And Scott, I'm not going to lie to you. I had feelings this morning while we were doing our morning radio show, those feelings coming back to me again, just because... People messaging us about numerous topics all day long. In Kitchener, where we broadcast from, we have a COVID drive through testing center. And we also have walk-in clinics in the area in Guelph and in Kitchener as well. But we got sent images and videos of how insane it was. They had to shut it down before it actually technically even opened because people were lined up in the middle of the night to get through first. And some of those people did make it through. Everyone else was turned away. So that's how many tests are being done right now. They're overwhelmed by how many people are getting tests, which is what they told us to do, by the way. We're doing everything right here. We're getting the test when we're told we have to get the test. And a lot of them can't go back to school or can't go back to work because they're watching their kids mainly because they have to take the test and be negative before they can get back in. So it's like, it sucks. And everyone's kind of in a similar situation. And everybody's shutting down testing centers because it's too overwhelming. 
and also had a couple of texts, believe it or not, about Costco being out of toilet paper all over again. Here we go. Here we go. Stop hoarding the... Stop. S-T-A-W-P. Stop hoarding the fucking toilet paper. Come on, everybody. You know how it worked last time. We didn't know what to expect the first time. When we went into lockdown, we had no idea. We didn't know, are you going to be confined to your homes, not allowed to leave your property? In the end, it turned out to be very different. You could leave your house. You could go to the grocery store. You could go for a drive. It, it was, really wasn't that bad, all things considered. It could have been a lot worse. You don't need to hoard toilet paper. If you run out, nothing's going to change in the second wave. You'll be able to just go down to the grocery store or to shoppers or wherever you buy it. And get more toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Stop hoarding. But I'll tell you something. It's funny you mentioned you had a feeling because yesterday I had a feeling too. And I booked a hair appointment. I'm getting my hair cut today because I don't know how long it's going to be. That's exactly what we should do. That's exactly what we should do with this. You you remember what it was like in those times. And maybe there's some people who still haven't gone, by the way, to get the haircuts or whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Get your dentist appointment in. Get all of these things in that you wanted to get done. Get them done now. That's a great idea i was thinking about doing the same thing i haven't (laughs) i was supposed to go back to the dentist in like april or may whatever it was then they didn't reopen until whenever it was and they messaged me and i still haven't gone back i'm like that's not as fun though squeezing in a dentist appointment is not as fun as a hair appointment no no yeah i did book i haven't gone for the the dentist visit yet but i did book a hair appointment one o'clock today i'm getting my hair cut and it's shitty to think that that might be my last one until after Christmas. Yeah, and I did a double massage booking. So I had a massage a couple weeks ago, and I booked again for next week, just because I'm trying to squeeze in as many benefits as I can, because I'm going to get screwed this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. It's, uh, oh, shit, I should do that, too. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, optometrist, I'm I gotta massage. do. I'm getting a hot palms massage for the first time, so I'll tell you how that is. What is that? It's, um, okay, oh gosh, you're going to make me explain this? I don't know how to explain it. It's basically... A hot palms massage? Yes, correct. Like they heat up their hands first? No, no. Palms, it's it's a, what they use. It's like basically they're heating up bags. I don't know what's in it. I'm sorry. Uh, massage therapists are going, ah, this is what it is, and screaming at me right now. But they heat it up. It's almost like you've seen hot stone massage. Mm-hmm. So similarly, but the hot palms, it's actually easier to manage the hot palms, I believe, for the RMT to use, and also easier on your skin to use the hot palms. There are advantages to it. So a lot of people, um, places have gone away, spas have gone away with the hot stone and implemented the hot palms um, for those reasons. I'm super curious and I like, I don't know, I want to just give it a try. I usually just go for uh, an RMT, de-stressing basically, but this time I'm going to try that. Okay. Hey, that's a great idea. Um, we had a couple of things from our show this morning that were that were interesting. So I want to do a couple of them here in the podcast. And it's not going to be a particularly long edition today, guys, because I got to go get toilet paper. Um, <laughs> Don't go to Costco. <laughs> they did a survey that I, I can totally get behind. They asked people about what they waste time, their brain power on, uh-huh. thinking and overthinking. Seven out of 10 people admit they waste a lot of time dwelling on things, having second thoughts, considering their options. Here we go. The number one thing that we overthink way too much is the best way to back out of plans that you've made. (laughs) Oh, 
I'm so bad for that. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't know about you guys. I feel a guilt. I feel a guilt when I know I have to cancel the plans for whatever reason, or I know that I'm probably not going to show up. But in most of those cases, it's because you kind of get pressured into going or, or pressured into saying you're going to go. Hey, you're coming, right? It's not a, hey, would you like to come to this? Let me know. It's a, you're, I have those people who just demanded of me, basically. You're coming here. This is what's happening. And I'm like, no, I don't. I have so much to do. I, I, I can't. How am I going to get out of this? But I've already said yes. And, and basically, I'll just try to figure out a way to get out of it. Number two, what to wear. That's one of the hardest things for me because I like to be dressed for the occasion. If I am going to an event or a function that is business casual, that leaves a lot up for interpretation. Casual, I understand. Formal, I understand. Business casual, that could be a lot of things. Some people wear jeans to a business casual. Some people wear a blazer. Some people wear dress pants, but a polo. I can never figure it out, so I overthink that all the time. Mm -hmm. Are you making the right decisions with your money? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I think people do all the time is ask themselves that. Sure. Did you say something that might sound offensive to other people? (laughs) Yeah. Every fucking day. Uh, do you know how many times I've come back from an event or a function? And it's either it's one of two people I talk to. It's either you or it's or it's my husband. And I'll go, did you hear me say that? Was that OK? Or was I going too far there? <laughs> <laughs> how to ask someone for the money they owe you. Yeah. Ooh, I, I admit I have loaned money to people and I don't know how to have that conversation. Mm. So occasionally what I will do actually just about every time is forget it. I just assume I'm not getting that money back. If they don't come to me and say, hey, by the way, here's your money. Thanks for the loan. I usually don't ask them for it. That's a tough one. The exact wording of a text message is one of the things that we overthink all the time. Mm. Yeah, I have drafted a text and then deleted it all. And then redone it, and then, oh, shit, it's too long now. Nope. Uh, Oh, exclamation mark or just a period. Oh, I don't know. I want to set the right tone here. That sort of shit. I do that in emails, too. (laughs) We overthink why someone you texted or emailed has not responded. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Well, that's not our fault that we overthink that. Don't leave somebody on red. You know what? And and you go through these motions in your head of like, okay, well, you're trying to figure out their scenario. Oh, maybe they really got busy. You know, it's busy time for them right now, so they can't get back to me yet. Oh, or they or they're with their family and they're gonna they're gonna message me right after dinner because they probably have a no phones at dinner policy. You're trying to like go through all these excuses for them in your mind. You try and justify it, right? Like, yeah, oh, like, well, it must have been something that just came reason. up. There's a good reason why they haven't told me yet. or how Because it's tough to, to acknowledge that something you said may have sounded offensive in a previous message. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> what your friends think of you. I don't really waste a lot of time thinking about that. I, I just, my friends are my friends, and I don't think that they would, uh, uh, if there was an issue, I'm pretty sure they would tell me. But yeah. I, I get that some people wonder that. How much money to spend on a gift. Every fucking Good time. Good one. Yeah. Ooh, how much did they spend on me? How much am I willing to spend? How much can I afford to spend? Is this too much? Is that too little? All those questions go through my mind when I've got to buy a gift for somebody. Yeah. And the 10th one is why your friend never called you back. I just assume they got busy. I don't waste a lot of time thinking about that, but a lot of them on this list, I do. And there's one more that didn't make the list, but I figure it's worth mentioning. 38% of us have overthought, seriously considered, weighed their options 
about whether or not they should do a number two at the home of someone they were dating. No. Oh, my God. I got a shit. But <laughs> this is still a new relationship. What if it's a smelly one? <laughs> That's a lot of time thinking about it, but it, and it, and it's inevitable, right? At some point in a serious relationship, you have to drop it. You have to. You have to. <laughs> it has to be dropped. When does the bomb come down? <laughs> you start running all kinds of scenarios through your head, right? Like, well, if I time it right and I flush it just the right time, they they won't hear the shit. The shit won't smell, and they won't hear the fart that comes afterwards. <laughs> 29% of men have agonized over that decision, and I'm not surprised. 51% of women, almost twice as many women than men, have had a serious argument in their head about when it's okay to first drop a two at their partner's house. There's got to be studies out there somewhere. Maybe you and I, in our eight change years, have done this study before, have talked about the study of when is the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, I don't exactly know why, probably just for attention, but KD is offering a limited amount of pumpkin spice mac and cheese. There's a thousand boxes up for grabs. I'm offended. Are we getting stupid on this, or is there that much demand for pumpkin spice? I don't I mean, know. You know, maybe I'm just underestimating the demand here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many people are actually going to rush to the store and buy it, even out of the people that are sharing it, because this is it, it's going slightly viral and good for craft dinner, because I think that they're doing it on purpose just for this reason. And I look on their Twitter, and it's to me, it's totally a wannabe Wendy situation, to be honest with you. Like, they're trying to give some snapbacks and clapbacks and trying to get on other people's Twitters to get them to talk about it. I've noticed them tagging radio personalities such as ourselves in their posts. So they're really mm-hmm. trying to get the name out there at Craft Dinner Canada. That's what I'm seeing. So I don't know if it's a big ploy just to see how many people talk about Craft Dinner as a whole. And it's not necessarily the pumpkin spice that they're hoping to really push. I don't know. Do you want to hear the difference between Canada and America? Yeah. This would never happen in Canada. I'd like to think this would never happen in Canada. 29-year-old. His name is Nick. He's from Lincoln City, Oregon. Was at the grocery store this past Sunday night with his buddy. And Nick brought along his Glock 9mm handgun with him. Now, Nick... Rather than getting sucked into that impulse buy purchase in the checkout line where they try and get you to buy last minute chocolate bars and magazines, decided he was going to kill time by showing off his new piece to his buddy. Hey, check it out. Yeah, we got a minute here. Check out my brand new Glock 9 mil. This is my new gun. Isn't it great? Cool, huh? You don't see that very often in Canada. In no. fact, I dare say I've never seen that in I was, Canada. No, if you saw that, you, it, would, it would scar you for life. That's how crazy of a scenario that would be here. As he was putting his new Glock 9 mil back in his waistband of his pants. <laughs> it's funny. Everybody right now is forming a guess as to what happened next. <laughs> Most of you are right. He shot himself in the dick. No! You idiot. Gun went off. Gun went off. As he put it back in his pants, he shot himself in the junk. The bullet went through his groin and then exited through his thigh. 
He needed to be airlifted to a hospital because of the injury. You can't have a severed dick for that long. They got to get it back on quick. So they called in the helicopter. They scoop it up off the floor. (laughs) Who picked it up? (laughs) Bro, I love you, but I'm not touching your dick. No, no. God, no. I'll grab this slushy cup. Here we go. Hang on. Grab something. Anything. Put a cup on the floor. Kick it in the cup. Anything to not touch it, right? Anything. (laughs) Turns out this idiot did not have a conceal and carry license. So he'll be looking at charges for that, plus reckless endangerment. Two charges, because this guy had a gun and didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, Thank goodness he shot himself in the dick, because if he had shot an innocent person around him, this story could actually be so heartbreaking. But the fact that he shot himself in the dick makes me laugh and laugh. Isn't that crazy? That's great. You know what? Happy, congrats, dickless. Way to go. <laughs> Uh, Time Magazine has released their most influential people. You read the list. I know you had this this morning in What's Trending on our FM radio show on The Beat. Dr. Fauci, President Trump, Joe Biden, Megan the Stallion, The Weeknd, Selena Gomez, Giannis, I can never say his name. And it, I know, me too. That's why I avoided saying it this morning on the radio. Because it, like 11 up. fucking vowels in it's, that uh, I'm not saying that. It's so long. But we all know, I think we all know. The, yeah, they do it in different categories every year. And I mean, oh, I don't know, as I look through the list, none of it really shocks me. Um, because because they are in different categories too. Like, keep in mind, it's not like they're saying, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Megan the Stallion are both the exact same type of influential person. That's not the case at all, obviously. You're right. talking about two different categories. One, obviously, covering science. The cor- Basically, the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19, was its own category this year of mm-hmm. influential people surrounding that. And some of it was political leaders. Some of it was medical experts. And then you have your, like, entertainment list. So it is different. It's not like they're on the same level of influence. Uh, but in, in, when it comes to entertainment, though, I mean, I, I actually don't disagree. I don't disagree with this list because Megan Thee Stallion did come along and she's Megan Thee Stallion and everyone knows who she is now, whether it's from being shot in the foot or whether it's from her hit songs that she's had a couple of this year. The Weeknd doesn't surprise me. He's been in that list before. Selena Gomez as well. I think just her online presence alone this year. I mean, she's one of the most followed people on Instagram. Little ones and and older ones even look up to her. Um, So that doesn't surprise me either. Um, I think the influential list is a weird one to me because to me, If you are going to be an influential person, the test should be if that person says jump, everybody else asks how high. So as I go through this list, yeah, I'll definitely give that to Trump. A roughly 50% of the population, if he says jump, they're going to say how high. Right. I don't know if Megan the Stallion or Selena Gomez or The Weeknd have that much power. I mean, if The Weeknd picks up the phone and calls any other artist and says, hey, I want you on my track. I want you in my next video. I don't know that necessarily everybody would line up to do that. Quite a few probably would, but not necessarily everybody. I might swap the weekend with Drake in that case. Halsey, uh, she's in the artist category. Jennifer Hudson, eh, I don't know about that either. Dr. Anthony Fauci, yeah. I would probably say that Dr. Fauci commands the attention of people. And if Dr. Fauci says put on a mask, the vast majority will put on a mask. That's great. Chinese leader Xi Jinping 
Yeah, I, I don't know much about Chinese politics, to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. with you, but I assume he's a fairly influential person. Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, they're basically Hollywood's power couple now, right? They're, you know what? They are, they, you have to hand it to uh, Gabrielle Union, who I think we all know what America's Got Talent, that whole situation that started really at the end of last year, but at the beginning of this year as well, turning it into a lawsuit, going after NBC, going after Simon Cowell now as well. I think it takes a lot of guts to do what she did, whether she's in the right or wrong. I'm not even going to comment on, but I think that for her to do that and for people to back her up the way they did, that is influence. That's power. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I think when it comes to them uh, talking about influence, if Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade called just about any other couple and said, hey, I think you're cool. Why don't we get together and have dinner some night? I'm, I can't think of a single well-known couple that would say no to that. If Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade phoned up Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and said, like you a lot, let's have dinner sometime. I'm pretty sure Tim and Faith wouldn't say no. And the same would apply to, uh, I don't know, LeBron James and his wife. Well, of course they would. They're buddies. Um, name a couple. I'm pretty sure that everybody would basically be at their beck and call because they're a cool couple themselves. I think people want to hang out with them. Everybody except Will and Jada Smith, because they're weird, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're Uh, cool. I'd hang out with Will all day. Sure. He seems like a lot of fun. Tyler Perry made the list. Yeah, of course. And a billionaire this year. Huge. Totally. And Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Almost a billionaire himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Oh, man. That kid's got so much money. Uh, thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. We promised we'd keep it short. I do have a hair appointment today. I wasn't lying about that. And maybe you guys should consider getting your appointments in, too, because it doesn't seem good, everybody. I mean, it really seems like the numbers are going in the wrong direction. And we've seen this before. Uh, it doesn't seem like our government is afraid to pull the trigger on that whole lockdown scenario. Right. So... Uh, something to think about getting your affairs in order is probably a good idea before the potential for shit to really hit the fan be safe if you have to get a covid test today i hope you've set aside your entire day have have a covid test in the next few days because that should be your plan because i don't know one more thing on the covid testing just because i find it really bizarre is i definitely did see a lot of people complaining about the long lines and stuff like that today and i'm thinking to myself we've had these covid testing centers in fact we didn't even have this many covid testing centers they've been around for months and nobody was going like there was days when we did 23,000 tests in this province because that's all that showed up to get one. Now we're getting closer to 50,000 yeah. tests a day. That's how high the demand is, because like you said, there's so many people that need they to get a test to. so they can go back to work or school. Yes. I totally get it. But these tests have been here all along, and I get that it's not convenient for you right now having to wait in these lines, but I don't know that there was really any way the government could have been more prepared. I mean, the testing centers are there. The convenience is pretty good because they're in a lot of locations. And I mean, this is a credit to both the provincial and federal government. They ordered so many tests. We've got lots of tests ready to go. But the labs can only test so many, and the the hospitals and the testing centers can only get in so many people a day. And I don't think anybody expected that this particular week in September would be the crazy one. I mean, there's going to be a time, probably not too far off. We might even be like less than a couple of weeks away where you can go to 
shoppers and just on a whim get a COVID test. Fuck, they'll probably give it to you at Tim Hortons when you order a coffee and the line's too long. Like, you'll be getting tests everywhere soon. It's just right now there's a big backlog because some of the things that people are getting sent home for is ridiculous. We had a listener text in this morning. Her daughter was at school and had fucking cramps. Yeah, they Like, suck. menstrual cramps. And they sent her home and they're making her go get a COVID test. I don't know. Is menstruation a symptom of COVID-19? It's very contagious. Be careful, Scott. <laughs> like, shit. Oh, it's so frustrating. I know. So, anyway, we're, we're here for you. We'll see what the week brings. I have a feeling it's going to be an interesting one. Totally. Uh, we'll catch you with another edition tomorrow, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for downloading After 9. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.